and it's lights out and away we go. Welcome to the pit straight. I'm Jack Swansea and joining me once again is Alex Gintz, frontstretch.com IndyCar editor and international man of mystery. Alex, how are you? Mysterious. <laughs> On the pit straight, we don't do full recaps. If you would like to see a full recap of the 2023 Saudi Arabian Grand Prix, just check out the one we posted on frontstretch.com. Um, what we will be doing, of course, is tackling one pressing topic from the week in Formula One racing. And this week, Alex, my question to you, did we just see a new Sergio Perez? Now, I need to get my prescription on my glasses adjusted. So I'm not the most credible source in the world here. But I think we saw the same Sergio Perez in the sense that we saw street circuit Sergio Perez. What I want to know is when Sergio Perez is on the street circuits is going to emerge from his proverbial cocoon and ev evolve into road course Sergio Perez point 2.0. Looking at his two years with Red Bull so far, his pace with, with Verstappen is not extremely consistent, except for on the street circuits. And that, that that's the dilemma I see right now. See, I'm not sure because, yes, Jeddah, the Jeddah Corniche circuit is a street circuit. It's, as F1 is continuously reminding us, the world's fastest street circuit. But so much of it was purpose built just two years ago. And there are a lot of like banked corners, significantly banked turns mm -hmm. on that track that it has a lot of characteristics of a permanent circuit, I would say, sort of like Saatchi in in where it, it's technically a street circuit but really it's they built a racetrack and sort of just used it as streets right. uh, also like uh circuit Gilles Villeneuve in in Montreal which is I think both of us agree one of one of the best tracks in in F1 um but what we what we did see with with Perez he 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 qualified the car on pole Verstappen did have some have some uh, mechanical issues that eliminated him from Q2 but other than a brief uh, moment when he lost the lead for a couple of laps on the start to Fernando Alonso, Perez controlled this race from lights to flag. And after the restart, after the safety car restart on lap 21, Verstappen restarted in fourth. Perez just drove away from everybody. Um, opened a gap of, I think, around about six seconds. Verstappen was able to get it down to about four and a half. And then Perez built it back up to six. Uh, I think the, the final margin of victory was like 5.3 something. So this is, I'm I'm excited to say that this is the most complete drive we've seen from Perez in a Red Bull car, where he did just legitimately look at least Verstappen's equal all race. Um, now, I think we might agree that I don't know what that means for the rest of the season. Um, although the Perez is one point out of the world championship lead, uh, by virtue of Verstappen stealing fastest lap right there at the end, but on a, on a one race basis, I think this is a new Perez, something at least new from Perez. I really hope so because this race in particular may have put on display um, better than any race in recent memory that I can think of, that 
yes, Verstappen is a fantastic driver, and there's a reason that he finishes so well and dominates so many races. And yes, it seems pretty clear that Perez doesn't have the X factor that Verstappen might have. But both of these drivers, are, regardless of their respective abilities, are driving a car that is leagues ahead of the rest of the field at the moment. And it's going to come a time for Red Bull, I believe, that Verstappen is clearly the number one driver. But when they have these two cars so far out ahead of the field and they come up to each other, is there a position where Red Bull, for example, would tell Verstappen to not attack Perez too quickly because we know that they have done the reverse in recent years when Perez wasn't always showing the speed that he seemed to show today? So you think that we could be in store for a 2014 through 2016 Mercedes dynamic where Hamilton was sort of had the measure of Rosberg, but on his day, Rosberg could take the fight to him and then won the world championship in 2016. Yes. And Red Bull is going to have to determine, I think, sooner than later, especially after a race like this. Bahrain, I don't know, maybe, but especially after Perez's performance today and his performance in qualifying yesterday, Red Bull is going to have to answer the question. Verstappen is clearly the number one driver, but with how much security? At what point does Verstappen have to respect the team game in regard to Paris? He certainly didn't do that in Brazil. Yeah. I mean, the thing that I think is really interesting is that if you're listening to the radio communications in the closing laps, Perez was sort of pushing the Red Bull engineers as they were telling him, oh, okay, you know, you need to be setting mm-hmm. this time. So it's like, well, what are you having Verstappen do? Because we, like you said, Brazil last year is where the sort of perfect relationship the perfect one-two dynamic at Red Bull sort of started to come apart at the seams where the sort of the that respect of okay you know I'll give you this position then and then when it's my turn it'll you know it'll come back when Verstappen wouldn't give Checo that position back when it you know didn't matter to Verstappen it mattered a lot more to, to to Perez where I think Perez is now sort of got that fire in him a little bit more since Brazil. And this was maybe just the first time that we've got to see it after it was like only three races have happened since in the many months since Brazil last year. But to to have that sort of like voice in the back of his head saying, yeah, Red Bull's going to try to put me behind Verstappen no matter what I do. Right. I I, I think we want to have that fire under him. And if it means we get performances like this, all the better but even if it just means we get some sort of feisty narrative going on or or some sort of just just sort of something to happen at Red Bull to make this year more exciting when it looks like Verstappen is going to be clear ahead of Perez who's going to be clear ahead of Alonso who's going to be clear ahead of everybody else assuming he doesn't get a penalty um at least you've got something to talk about on this podcast right and it's I think you bring up a good point in liking it to the uh, 2014 to 2016 phase because Red Bull for a long time has been a very, um, what should I say? How can I say this diplomatically? Public perception about the work environment at Red Bull for the drivers has been negative for years. And that may have reared its ugly head most extremely with Perez last year, not in Brazil, but in Spain. When Perez was controlling the race healthily, what was that? It would have been five, six races into the season and was ordered to let Verstappen through for the win when there was no significant threat behind Verstappen at the time. So the skepticism 
that Perez might be having toward his, I mean, I guess his bosses for, for one of a better term is not only good for the narrative and for the entertainment, but um, ethically, ethically <laughs> Red Bull might be the kind of, might be operating the kind of environment that needs someone to stand up for themselves. I mean, I remember back in uh, 2017, Hamilton asked Mercedes to have Bottas pull over for him the second or third race of the season. I mean, there's there's got to be some respect for the fact that it's still an individual sport. You know, there, there are still individual competitors out there. And do you want to be do you want to be playing the long game with the team from the start from the drop of the hat? You know? Yeah, because Mercedes has sort of general when Mercedes was the the dominant force in the sport, there mm-hmm. was always sort of this. It was, I, th- I believe, explicitly stated actually that that the rule was, you know, when it becomes necessary for the championship, when the you know the position can be given back. Uh, there was always sort of this, maybe just sort of air of egalitarianism about it, or uh, uh, you know, it, it ended up going in favor of Hamilton more often than not, of course, but. There were moments when Hamilton would ask for the spot for, from Bottas, wouldn't be able to do anything with it, and and ceded the spot back. I think it was Hungary in in twenty that Hamilton gave Bottas a third place back. So, but with Red Bull specifically in Spain of last year, uh, mm-hmm. that that Perez just having to roll over after like just a couple of races. Um, definitely left a lot of people with a bad taste in their mouth and i'm sure perez is number one in that list and so just i'm i'm glad that he's he's standing up to his own engineers now um and and pushing them and saying well okay is max doing a a 130 are you making are you letting him do a (laughs) 129.6 so it's 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 just exciting and and checo is one point out of the world championship lead right now um it's worth mentioning, even if, you know, Verstappen's probably going to win the next six races in a row. But, you know, check goes up there right now. So then I guess the follow-up, really, is what do you think Checo can do from here, uh, both as sort of a goal for this season and going forward in his career? Yeah, he's, what is he, 33 years old right now. He's he's pushing up against the uh the 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 glass ceiling of age in formula one in recent years i i'm not sure that a world drivers championship is in his future um however 2022 was a marked improvement over 2021 for for as at red bull by all measures and you know with let's just assume like you mentioned Jetta and Sochi really don't drive like like street circuits it might be a placebo effect for Perez but <laughs> um let, let's just say that there is something to that theory within the next oh gosh what would it be five races three of them coming up our street circuits in Baku Miami and Monaco uh two of those he's won in the past two years what needs to happen I think is Verstappen has this tendency that once he starts to win, he keeps winning. And Perez has this tendency to have good control of his own car by his own standard, but he'll qualify seventh and advance to fourth. Mm-hmm. Whereas Verstappen will qualify first or second and advance to first and win by a margin of seven days. <laughs> so 
he Paris clearly is a is a is a pretty all around complete driver, but he has to hit Verstappen where Verstappen hasn't been historically strong. And before the past couple seasons, that was qualifying, and I think that's the only real shank in Verstappen's armor is his pace through the Saturday sessions, despite how great he's been over the past couple seasons, is still he's still very much within reach of the rest of the field most days. The first two the first two races of this season don't bode well for that continuing. But if I had to pull a rabbit out of my hat and go for broke, that's where I would put Perez's chance. I think that makes a lot of sense. Um oh, damn. I, I don't I think that, agree. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think that Perez is gonna win a world championship ever um he's definitely got a career to be proud of i mean five grand prix wins is a lot for anybody um mm-hmm. i would certainly not say no to that um but and he's he's not going to be able to certainly he doesn't have enough time left in his career uh unless he you know continues racing until he's alonzo's age um but even then he, he doesn't at least have the the name to be able to go to a team and turn it into a, a competitor. Like he's never going to be the number one driver at a team. I think that's just a, a fact of life because of how soundly Verstappen defeated him. Um, so really, I think all he can do from here is just win as many races as he can, enjoy being at a top team and take the fight to Verstappen on a good day, which is, I mean, if you think about the great number two drivers in F1 history, that's that's sort of Rubens Barrichello's whole whole mo um and i think rubens barrichello certainly had an f1 career to be proud of and i'm sure he i'm sure he wouldn't say no to it although you know you know racing drivers always want to be the best and 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 always have that goal Mm -hmm. and maybe that's why i'm not one of them um is i is i'd be willing to settle for five grand prix wins and being verstappen's number two driver uh certainly the only number two driver to Verstappen who who's really been able to keep up with him like this since uh Daniel Ricardo left and you know that that's a that's a very very valid point there's a lot of people come and go through F1 for some of them for as long as Paris has been here I'm sure without picking up five career points or five career podiums mm-hmm. let alone the kind of the kind of experience that um <clears throat> Paris has had so far and you know, th- there are still a few moments from Barrichello's career, from Massa's, <laughs> Massa might be a really, Mark Webber, oh my goodness, <laughs> would be a really good example that that we still look back on fondly. Um, my, I just am saying this out loud to convince myself of it. I just hope that Red Bull will let them race. And I think if Perez keeps putting in performances like this, they'll have no choice but to, especially if both Red Bull cars are really far ahead and Verstappen's still really far ahead in the championship. So I guess, not to put words in your mouth, but uh, I'm about to have to start, I'm about to have to pull out the oversized cane and pull you off stage. Um, Perez, maybe a couple more wins this year than last. Probably not in the fight for the championship against Verstappen. Might as well write Max on the trophy already. I hope I hope we're wrong. <laughs> uh well i don't know we, we'll have some good red bull battles to look forward to or at least some juicy drama juicy drama always <laughs> to talk about on this podcast um 
like I was just about to say, uh, this is all the time we have for this edition of the Pit Straight. Uh, viewers, or I guess listeners, uh, if you like what Alex and I have to say about racing, you might want to check out more of the great racing content we produce, uh, all of us on the Front Stretch team. That's on the web at frontstretch.com, on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter at Front Stretch. You can follow me, Jack Swansea, on Twitter at Jack Swansea, and Alex at AlexGintz1. Uh, Alex, is there anything else that you would like to say to the fine folks at home? Uh, just the just the typical Terminator style sign off. I'll I'll probably be back sooner than <laughs> sooner than later. Well, uh, hasta la vista. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we will see you probably, Alex. I will see you in a fortnight uh, to break down what happened in Australia.